putting up our series of Esther. And I'm excited they've asked me, and I thank them for allowing me to speak to you all. My favorite nights of the week, favorite nights to speak. Actually, I want to tell a story first before I go into my, go into my message. Okay, if you don't know, last week <clears throat> I had the privilege and honor of going to the Andy Minio concert. Who knows who Andy Minio is? And, and Justin got to meet Andy Minio, and that's how we got to go to the concert, which was amazing. And so what's really, what's really funny and ironic about this is that when I found out I was going to the concert, I got a call, and I didn't answer because I was at work. I left a voicemail. And the lady was like, hey, this is so-and-so for uh, 101.3. Just calling to let you know you won free tickets to this other concert. And I was like, what? Because I, okay, so I entered a contest for free tickets. Never done it ever. And then I win the tickets, which is amazing. And I was like, when's the day of this concert? And it was tonight. So I'm here with you all. When I could be listening to Anita Baker. But I'm here with you all on her farewell tour. Oh, you're not, you're not excited I'm here? Okay, I'll just go to the concert. See ya. Now, I gave the tickets to my grandma and my aunt, and they're having a great time. Hi, grandma. Hope you're having a great time. Um, <laughs> so, we're talking about Esther. And uh, so, in, in my message tonight, we're going to talk about, you know, Esther and her story. It's an amazing story. If you haven't heard it, I would say go back to your notes, go through the Bible, read her chapter. It's not very long. It's very short. Watch the movies. Um, but tonight I'm going to talk about a little bit about preparation, obedience, um, your purpose, your place in life. But my, my main theme is authority. Um, I think Morgan, <laughs> I said, they said, do you have a, a, a title for your message? And I was like, no. And then Morgan's like, well, I had one, but I forgot to say it. She, she said the title was Yes, Queen. Can everybody say, Yes, Queen. I only heard this side say it. Y'all all say that school. I, okay. I don't, y'all play. Y'all like, like, I don't know what happens at school because I'm still in there. And y'all be like, Yes, Queen. And y'all come to church like, I don't know what, that, what he's even talking about. So I'll just <laughs> say, Yes, Queen. Y'all still weird. I'm not, I'm not messing with y'all. I'm going to get my belt off and beat all y'all. Boom, 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 boom. Okay. So just to recap on this series, uh, the first week, Morgan, she talked about preparation and how preparation time is never lost time. And then Bruce, he came the next week, and he talked about um, how God has placed divine opportunities and how he's always working even when it's not directly obvious. So those are the last two weeks. Like I said, go back over the notes, go over to, to the podcast and, you know, read, study up on that. And like I said tonight, I'm talking about authority. So first, we're like, what's authority mean? So I have some definitions of what authority means. Can we get the definitions? There we go. <clears throat> so meaning of authority, and these are from um, your Webster's or your Cambridge Dictionary. So the first one says, the power or right to give orders, make decisions, and enforce obedience. Um, authority, a person's command. Um, the third one says, a power to influence or command thought, opinion, or behavior. And the last but not least, the power to influence others, especially because of one's commanding manner or one's recognized knowledge or evidence about something. And I want to pay attention to that last one where it says, the power to influence others, especially because of one's commanding manner or one's recognized knowledge or evidence about something. Um, you know, when we have authority in God, when we have authority in God and we, 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 when we are made new in his image, I believe we are given the power to influence. 
the power to help not only ourselves, but the power to help, to help others. Because when we are made new in him, he's given us authority. And so um, we're going to see in Esther's stories where her authority was used at a very important time. So let me talk about Esther's beginning. So um, Esther was this young lady in this town. And the king, he got tired of his wife. And so he was like, I want all the women of the land. Um, there were some qualifications. We're going to come, kind of do like an audition. So it was like, like kind of like MTV and VH1, kind of like got all these women together. And we're going we're gonna to do the Bachelor. We're going to do like, are you the one kind of competition. And, you know, Esther won. She became queen. And I believe she became queen because of she was made for such a time as this. But not only that, she was just graceful and beauty, and, and, she, and she saw favor in the king's eyes. So he picked her to be queen. But I don't think she realized her authority when being made queen. I think when they put the crown on her head, she's like, so I'm queen now? Really? And I think as believers or um, someone who's uh, getting to know God, we don't realize the authority we're given when we uh, accept him into our lives. Um, and it's, it happens to all of us. I know it happens to me. You know how I can tell? I can tell in our response to things. Sometimes when things happen in our lives, um, situations, we might get upset, and, and, inst- and instead of going to God in prayer, we go immediately to worry and doubt and, 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 and uh, just discouragement in the situation. And instead of worshiping our God, who's been awesome and powerful and great, um, we go into just being upset and, and bogged down and sad all the time. And so uh, that's how I know, like, we haven't taken a, 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 full, a full grasp of our authority that we have in God. And so let me, let me continue the story. So she's made queen. And then there's there's the, kind of like a, like a second part of this story, or out of five parts. There's a Haman and the king. And Haman, he's been given like this. He's the king's like right-hand man, but has this great authority. But Haman's like that. You know how you have that really good friend, but they had that one friend you really just don't like. And you're like, you're going to that, like, that get-together, you're going to dinner, you're going to that party, and you're like, hey, hey, king. Oh, it's Haman. Dang it. I'm like, Haman's here. Haman's that guy. Like, he's just cocky. He's just, like, all about himself. And so the king gave him this authority. And when he did, he was, like, telling, like, you're going to bow down to me because the king gave me authority. And everybody was like, I guess we're going to do it. But Mordecai, he, like, stood his ground. He's like, no, I'm not doing that. And Haman got, had, a, had a, a fit, like a little baby, like, oh, you're not going to bow down to me? Okay, I'll teach you. So then it said that Haman, um, well, before that, um, Mordecai, he was uh, walking around the gate, and he found out two guards were going to plot against the king and try to kill him. And he told Esther, Esther told the king, those two guards, they did an investigation, they got in trouble. And Mordecai, they were like, thank you, thank you, thank you. And so then um, Haman, because he hated Mordecai, he persuaded the king. Which, and when I read it, I feel like he kind of tricked the king. He was kind of like, because in his mind, I hate Mordecai. But I need to tell him that the Jews don't like the king, so then all the Jews will be killed, including Mordecai. So he told, he made this, so the king was like, oh, the Jews, they have something against me? Let's just destroy them all. And so he made this decree. So here we are, and we're going to go to this scripture. It's Esther 4. 
Esther 4, and starting in verse 8. And when the decree is sent out, to kind of set this scripture up, um, Mordecai, he changes his clothes into sackcloth and ashes, which is a representation of, like, mourning. And he's walking around the gate, and um, Esther's servants are like, hey, Mordecai's outside the gate. And she said, go see what's, what's going on with him. So here we go, verse 8. It says, Mordecai gave um, Hatish a copy of the decree issued in Susa that called for the death of all Jews. He asked Hatach, uh, uh, I'm sorry if I butcher it, um, Hatach, to show it to Esther and explain the situation to her. He also asked Hatash to direct her to go, to go to the king to beg for mercy and to plead for her people. Verse 9. So Hatash returned to Esther with Mordecai's message. Then Esther told Hatash, go back and reply this message to Mordecai. All the king's officials and even the people in the provinces know that anyone who appears before the king in his inner court without being invited is doomed to die unless the king holds his gold scepter. And the king has not called for me to come to him for 30 days. So Hatach gave Esther's message to Mordecai. Mordecai sent this reply to Esther. Don't think for a moment that because you're in the palace, you will escape when all other Jews are killed. If you keep quiet at this time like this, deliverance and relief for the Jews will arise for some other place, but you and your relatives will die. Who knows if perhaps you were made queen for such a time as this? Then Esther sent this message, uh, this reply to Mordecai. Go and gather together all the Jews of Susa. Fast for me. Do not eat or drink for three days, nor day or night, or no night or day. My maids and I will do the same, and then... Though it is against the law, I will go in and see the king. If I must die, I must die. So Mordecai went away, did everything Esther had ordered him. And so I know that's a lot, but we're going to break this down. And the first part we're going to break down is verse 10. Verse 10. Let's go to verse 10. Esther 8, verse 10. Um, so then Esther told uh, Hatash to go back and reply rely this message to Mordecai, verse 11. So here's where you see fear and an excuse come. And it's a perfect example of when God gives us something to do, the first thing we, we tell him is, I can't do that. I, I can't do that. Like that's, I'm only, I'm only 16, I'm only 15, I'm, I'm only 12, I'm only 18, I'm only 25. I can't do that. I, no, no. And so she says, all the king's officials and even the people in the provinces know that anyone who appears before the king in his inner court without being invited is doomed to die. Unless the king holds his gold scepter and the king has not called for me, uh, called for me to come to him and for 30 days. So, like I said, we see the excuse that Esther tried to give. And I feel like sometimes we make excuses for something that we are supposed to do. But we forget for a second what God has done in our lives. And we forget what God can do in our lives and what he's going to do, not only for ourselves, but for other people. And it's not right to, to when you have an idea of who God is, who he truly is, you shouldn't uh, back down and be scared. You should be, be standing up in the authority he's given you. So let's look at the second part. And it's, it's verse 13 and 14. Um, so then uh, this is where... Mordecai sets Esther straight, and Mordecai, he, he's, a, he's the cousin of Esther, but uh, 
he's more like a father figure. So someone she listens to, he, he was someone who went to her daily and gave her advice, and they talked a lot. And he set her straight. And I believe we need to have people in our lives, if we don't have anyone in our corner, who love us, who pray for us, but also someone who can have real talk with us. Someone who doesn't um, suck up to us and tells what we want to hear, but in times tells things that we need to hear. So Mordecai, he says, don't think for a moment that because you're in the palace, you will escape with all the other Jews when they are killed. If you keep quiet at a time like this, deliverance and relief for the Jews will arise from some other place, but you and your relatives will die. Who knows if perhaps you are queen for such a time as this? And like I said, everyone needs someone like this in their life. And uh, I lost my place. Sorry. Everyone needs someone like this in their life. And just like Esther, we all have plans and purposes God has given each and every one of us. When we were in our mother's room, God said, he's made for this. He's made for 20. He or she is made for 2018. When this happens, they'll be ready. I'm equipping them. I'm giving them all these resources. I'm telling the places to go and the people. I'm putting these people in their lives. God knows more than we know. And you're not an accident. You are here for a purpose. There's no accidents in this room. You are not here as a mistake. You're not here uh, on accident just, just to let life pass by. You are here for a reason, whether it be for, your, for uh, a sibling, whether it be for a friend, whether it be those you, you talk to in school or people you pass on the street. You're here for such a time as this. So she may not want to hear what Mordecai had to say, but she needed to hear what he had to say. And, you know, Esther, she always listened to him. Um, she didn't let her wealth, she was queen. Esther was queen. And Mordecai was just a regular person. She didn't have to listen to him. But she took his words and she said, I respect him. He's my mentor. And she didn't let her position or her status quo or her money be closed off to what she needed to hear. And I feel like Listening is so important. Never, young people never get to the age where you like, I'm, I'm too grown. Ain't nobody. I'm not even grown. I still am learning all the time. And if you tell somebody that, you should slap yourself in the face. I feel like that's so disrespectful to say to someone, I'm grown, and I can do what I want. And let me tell you something. You cannot do what you want because you are, you're not, you're not on, on, in this life only for yourself but for other people. So you're never too old to hear instruction. We should be learning daily, whether it be from a mentor like your pastor. Your pastor's here every Sunday. The people who speak here on Wednesdays, they're not, no one's here to give you instruction to hurt you. They're here to help you. They study, they pray, they fast, they, they take time to think. They're not, at that time when they're giving all that out, they're not thinking of themselves. They're thinking of you and what God has for you. So be listening. We, we, uh, God's given us parents. And I know sometimes we have bad, we don't have good parents, but if you do have a good parent, listen. Listen, God's given us good uh, life group leaders. Thank God for life group leaders who take time to invest in you, who are willing to listen to everything that's going on in your life. So be always open to listen for, for wisdom, for advice. And, you know, I don't care how old you get, whether you get 60 years old, um, you're all, you should always be open to listen. The great thing about Esther is that she was, she was a great leader, but she was a great follower too. And every great leader is always a great follower first. And so that's, that's something to say 
um, about Esther. And so, and then, so after Mordecai did that, here's Esther's response, because then she gets a little confidence, and it's in verse 16, and it says, it says, um, then, then Esther sent a reply to Mordecai, go and gather together all the Jews of Susa, and fast for me. Do not eat or drink for three days, night or day. My maids and I will do the same, and then, though it is against the law, I will go in and see the king. If I must die, I must die. So Mordecai went away and did as um, Esther um, ordered. And, you know, sometimes she said, even if it's against the law, sometimes we have to do things that are outside what the crowd will do. We can't always be the crowd said, let's go over here. And you're like, no, we should go do this. And they're like, well, we're going to go over here. It, come on. Do what God's giving you to do, guys. Don't be, don't be following the crowd. Sometimes that crowd will take you over a cliff, and then it's all over from there. So she, she, she said, even if it's against the law to go into the king's court, I'm going I'm gonna to do what I know is right. And sometimes we just have to do what's right because it's right. And, um, and she even said, she said, and if I die, I die. So she was willing to do whatever she had to do to save her people. And sometimes we had to do whatever is necessary to help out that person or help out a friend or to do what God's call, called us to do. Maybe that, maybe that is, and this is not in my notes, maybe that's um, letting go of, of, a, of a friendship or relationship you have to do what God's called you to do. And sometimes it's hard, but in order to do what you what what is meant for greatness in order for things to happen in motion like they're supposed to have sometimes we have to let go of those things sometimes we make have to make hard decisions maybe decisions like i won't go out this weekend i'm gonna stay home and just get with god in in moments where i know he can he wants to speak to me about something um maybe it's on a sunday here's a great example hey we're going out to this this movie or this concert you want to go, it's at, it's at 10 a.m. You're like, oh, I got church, but, you know, I can miss this service. Like, no, like, you have to separate yourself and say, hey, you know, like, today's Sunday, um, you know, I go to church on this day. You know, you're more than willing to come with me. We can go after. That's a good idea. You know, say, like, turn it around and say, hey, come to church with me, and then we can all go together because, you know, I want to hang out with you all, but church is important first. So, it's important to do whatever it takes. And so I'm going to just talk about the end of the story with Esther. So she fasted and she prayed with her maids, and Mordecai did the same. So she, there's preparation right there to get herself to, ready to do what she needed to do. And so she went into his courts, and she's like, King, I need to talk to you. And everybody was like, <gasps> She's in here. What is she doing? And they all looked at the king for response, and he was like, oh, you can come talk to me. You're my wife. Like, I love you. I'm not going to hurt you. And uh, so she's like, so she didn't initially say what she needed. She said, can you come to dinner? You and Haman come to dinner. And we all know, uh, you know, a man's heart is food. So she's like, come, come eat. Come eat. I'm going to have some KFC. I'm going to have a Burger King. I'm going to have rallies. I'm going to have McDonald's. Uh, you know, I'm going to have steak. I'm going to have everything. We're going to just chow down, just talk, party, da, 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 da. So he comes, and she's, like, eating there, talking or whatever. And then she goes, um, I have something to ask you, King. And you're like, oh, she's going to do it. She's going to do it. And she goes, come to dinner again. And he's like, oh, I would love to. If it's like this, I'm coming back. And then it's funny, after that dinner, Haman, he's, uh, it says he's drunk, and he's just acting silly and dumb. But Mordecai's outside the gate, and Haman goes out there, and he kind of taunts Mordecai. And it's like the devil, 
when 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 you're on assignment and you need something, you have to do something for God. The devil will will taunt you, or he will bring, try to bring something away to put a wrench in what you're supposed to do, or he knows that you have this future, so something will happen to try to take you off course. And so he's like, "Oh, Mordecai, you're out here. I just had dinner with the king and the queen. Ha ha ha!" And something went down, and he was like, "You know what? I'm gonna get this this steak." Uh, put it out of the ground, and that's why I'm going to kill you right there. And so then, you know, that night was over. And then one night, this is where I see God at work in this story. And he's at work in this whole situation using Esther and Mordecai. But um, the king, he's in bed, and he can't sleep. And he gets his assistant, and he's like, I want you to read me uh, the events of what's been going on. And he said, well, remember, you were saved from that plot of being killed. And so he called, came in the room. He's like, what should I do for someone who has saved my life? What kind of honor? And so Haman thought it was about him, of course, because he thinks about himself. And he's like, you should put him on a horse. You should give him all these accolades. You should put him in front of the people. Let him be honored for all the people. And... Um, and the king's like, oh, that's great. So get Mordecai and bring him in here because I want to honor him. And Haman's like, he's like, okay. And he's like, he's like, probably doing like that, that smile. Like, okay. I hate, I hate him. And so they do that. And then the next night, the second dinner's happening. And um, there's conversation going on. Something happens where Esther just stands up and says, Haman has a plan to kill me and my people. I'm a Jew. And this decree is going to kill all of us. And then the king, he went crazy. He's like, what? He's going to kill you? Putting you to death, Haman. It's over. He had no excuse, no nothing. And he was like, no, no, I didn't mean no. I don't care what you meant. You're going, you're dying. You're done. Get out of here. And see how that whole plan fell because of Esther's obedience. You know, she she didn't have, she was, she at that time, I feel like in that preparation time, she realized I'm the queen. I should be able to speak. I can, I can speak up for this. And the same thing with God. We need to realize in times where we need to speak up, in times when we need to get somewhere, or we need to do something for God or just obey him. That authority is in us to do that. We shouldn't be scared because he's given us that authority to do what we're called to do. You know, simple obedience changes history. She saved all her people. So just think about those people in your life and you obeying what God has for you to do and you, you arise in your authority of what he has for you to do. Think about, it may not change history. It might. It, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what God's plan, but it'll change someone's life, your life, your family's life, your friend's life. Think of something that needs to change that's bad right now. And you're like, I don't know what I need to do. You know what you need to do? Get in your word and talk to God. Take that time to worship God. Because in those times where we're quiet with God, in those times when we come to church and we're up here, we're praising God, God is speaking to us. Get in your word where he's speaking to us, and he'll give you the answer that will change that, that situation and that circumstance. And I don't know where everyone's at, but I know in times when I've done that or where I called on somebody and said, hey, I need help in this in this because you know sometimes pride gets over us and we're like I don't need to reach out like I, I can take care of this myself we we're, we're, we're meant to run this race together so young people if you need to call somebody or talk to somebody about something you need help with do that don't be scared because they're not going to make fun of you they're going to be like I'm glad you called for help I have an answer for you obedience changed that circumstance obedience changes those situations so in closing you know 
one of the things the devil wants to do is for you to forget about the authority you have in every situation. But we are to remember those times in conferences and times at church services, at times at quarry, times at camp. Like, you, we all got something from May 2018. I know we all did. Don't forget those things. Whether it was, was coming out of addiction, or maybe it was coming out of worrying about something, or maybe it was coming out of, like, a, a situation or circumstance, you were like, God, you have to fix this. You have to turn this around for my good. And, and God did. And he did it there. He's with you now, and he'll do it again. So don't don't be scared to use your authority and speak to things. Don't be scared to not use your authority and, and, and talk to, and, and, and cast the devil out, get him out of your life or whatever you need to do. But obey God because, because, like I said, in that moment where he's had you then at camp, he still has you now, giving you authority in all situations and all circumstances moving forward. God never leaves us where we were at. He always is propelling us forward. He's always propelling us forward, never, never for us to be stuck in the same place. If we give ourselves to him, there's a second part. He's here to do what he needs to do, but we have a part to play in this all too. Amen? Amen. That's good. Amen? So, in closing, I guess we, can just, we all just need to speak to ourselves and say, you know, in times, say, I have authority. Can we all say, say, I have authority in him. Say, I have authority in him and I am moving forward. Take take that time, you know. Remember those times at camp. Remember those times in church service. Remember those times in Corey where God has seriously met you and you're like, hey, you know, I, I am free from this. I can I can do this. I can help I can get myself help, but I can also help somebody else. Okay.